Hey brothers, this is Dennis with the Rock Podcast. I'm just gonna talk and just kick it. Uh, thank you for your, my, my listeners coming on here and being supportive. Uh, it'll be a year next month that uh, that I actually been doing this, so it's it's just a blessing to see when you step out and believe God, and the, and the best is yet to come. I've had a couple of guests on here and. Thank you for those guests that came on here, and that's the, that's gonna come come soon. But you gotta start somewhere. One thing about it is when you step out and you just do it, you know. Uh, sometimes it just take a phone, or it may just take a mic and a laptop, fellas, just to step out and do a podcast. But you just you're 100 believing God to give you the words to say, to you know, to say things out of your heart. But I wanted to, I wanted to definitely, uh, um, but you know, just wanted to. Uh, you know, um, you know, just want to uh, talk about something. And um, and I'm learning, man, how to be a parent all over again, to be a father all over again. Um, what, one thing about it is being a father, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. And it's a scripture that I had to actually really learn uh, in being a father. And I'm going to get into some top uh, topic matter that I want to definitely talk about. Um, I'm not going to be before you long. I'm going to turn to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 um, it, and, and, you know we always read the scripture where it says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother uh, which is the first uh, commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth but I like it, it said this one thing it says in you fathers now this is a personal this is this is aimed at strictly at the fathers don't say mothers it said fathers and fathers do not provoke your provoke your children wrath your children wrath but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord oh man how that speaks to me and how that resonates with me um Raising up three kids, uh, you know, with my wife and and us doing that, uh, a lot of love had to be, uh, a lot of love had to be, has to be exhibited, a lot of grace. You know, man, it's it's just a, a renovation of the heart, you know, it's a renovation of the heart to raise up children. And the admonition and training of the Lord. Now, the admonition and training of the Lord is basically you're raising up these children with great and grace. Discipline is necessary, but you don't have to be a drill sergeant. I always say, I'm not a fa- I'm not a drill sergeant. I'm a father, and a father loves. But a, a father loves enough to discipline when necessary. But I, I gotta admit, I'm putting myself out here. I got a book that's coming out called Broken Son. Um, that's, that should be coming out real soon. Look out for that. It's going to be on Amazon. And I'm putting myself out there. But as I grew up, you know, and, you know, being around, you know, just just growing up and and really not knowing what a father does. Now, my father, uh, man, I miss that man. He's just awesome, man, a guy. But he, he his 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 beginning, his latter, which is the later, later time in his life, was better than his, his, his former, which is his early life. Uh, I didn't really see how a father treated their kids. I mean, now, my father was never disrespectful toward my father. Was, my father wasn't, you know, he was kind of sin. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, he was verbal, but that was that was that's because he was under the, the influence of drugs and things of that nature. But my dad did the best he could with what he had, and I know I always say that because when you're raising children, man, you have to do it in the name of love. And I'm learning, Father in heaven, my father, Jehovah. He's, he, he's taught me how and teach me how to be a better father 
um, according to his word. Now, I was, you know, um, I was uh, sitting back and I was just, you know, just meditating on scripture. And um, one of our, uh, my small group leader, uh, um, you know, shout out to, to Chuck. Um, he did a reading assignment and he, you know, the Lord prompted his heart to have all of us read John 14. I took that serious. I read, I read John 14. No matter of fact, I'm going to read it on here. And, and I noticed in this, in this, this, this scripture, um, we talked about how, you know, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Now he says these things because he's about to go away. He's about to die. Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. Verse one, you believe in, in God, believe also in me and my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now he's going to prepare a place for us when that's our time, when that's our time to go to heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I, I will come again and receive you myself to myself. That where I am there, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, in verse 6, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No uh, no one comes to the Father, ex you know, come to the Father except through me. Now that dispels all the all the, all these all these these these, these uh, theologians and and, and unbelievers saying that you can't can't be saved in Jesus in, through, through Jesus. Jesus telling you, I'm the way. To, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to the Father unless you go through the Son, right? But but the thing that that got me, I'm gonna read verse nine. Verse nine really blessed me, and I, and I just I just read it and it resonated with me. Jesus said that now, now verse eight. He said Philip said to him. He said, "Well, let's go to verse seven. It says, "If you have known me, you have known you have you will have known by you would you have known my Father also, and from now on you know him, and have seen him." Philip said to him, "Lord, show us the Father. Is it, it is sufficient for us?" Jesus said to him, "Have I been with you so long?" Jesus saying, "You spent some time with me," and it says, "Yet you have not known me, Philip." He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Wow. But the Father who dwells in me does the work. Jesus giving glory to the Father. Believe, to believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So Jesus is telling you, telling us, the way you believe the Father is by seeing me. The way you see things is by seeing me. You believe in me, you've seen the Father. And that's the thing that I had to really wrap my, 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 uh, my, my mind around, my heart around, because he said, you spend time with me, you should know the Father. So Jesus is grace personified, right? But he's the very epitome of love. You know, Jesus, God sent his son, according to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him shall have everlasting life. So he said he so loved, not just love, he so loved the world. <clears throat> so he so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So love, God is love. And the Bible also says, we, we, we know, uh, the scripture says in John chapter, first John chapter uh, four, it says we love because he first loved us. So we love because God loved us first. That's the only way we love. God loves us first. We can't love without God loving us first. And that's the indwelling uh, 
manifestation of God's love that comes to take up and take up residence of us. When we say, Lord, you're, you're our Lord and Savior, we receive you, and the Holy Spirit comes to take up residence. So that's a piece of the Father, uh, the scripture says, which is a down payment for us to get the eternal redemption, right? Um, and so, so as a result of that, right? He is a, that's a down payment of the, the Father took a piece of Himself and put it in us through his, through us receiving Jesus Christ, and so when God sees us, He sees Jesus, and Jesus said, "If you see Me, you seen the Father, right?" Because Philip asked Him, "Show us the Father." So what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm go, I'm all over the place. What I'm saying is, when people see your life, they should see the Father, and that's the thing that I want to exhibit that exhibit that exhibit to my kids. I want them to see the Father. I had a, I had a, uh, my son is walking through a, a journey and, and, and fathers don't, don't panic if your son start questioning the existence of God. Um, if they start questioning God's existence, that's good there in that place because that means they can't be, they can't be bamboozled. They can't be tricked. They can't be hoodwinked by the enemy schemes because they want to know God for themselves. Now I, I got an oldest boy and I love him. He is so articulate and smart. And, um, and so my son is at a place where he's walking out his path. He's walking out his, 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 uh, path. And so he's walking out his, his thing that God has for him. And he's very talented, very smart, artistic. My youngest boy is good, very brilliant mind, my baby girl. And I know they are work, work, working, they are walking their own particular paths, right? So <clears throat> with them walking their own particular, particular paths, right? They're learning about the truth of who God really is. <coughs> Excuse me. They're walking out the truth of God who really is. Hey, I'm just saying, you, you might hear me cough or clear my throat, but this is an authentic podcast. I'm talking to my brothers like I'm like I'm doing a round table or kicking it at you know for dinner or things like that. So let me get back on back off back, back on task. So my son is learning who God is for himself. He has to learn God for himself. It's detrimental he learns God for himself because he knew the Jesus that I talked about when he was little, where he, he you know, he, he was, I was a tour guide for him. But in the coaching season, in, which is in our book, Kingdom Homes, you have, they, you're coaching them on how to learn who they are in Christ. That's part of the process. The Bible says, train the child in the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it, right? But what I'm telling you is this. They have to learn God for themselves. They have to. It's detrimental that they learn God for themselves because if you don't let them learn, they will never grow. All of us who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I know me, I didn't I didn't get saved until I was 19. And so my son, he received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior at four. But, you know, at four, yeah, they understand. But do they really get it? You don't really understand who God is until you are in a spot where you're like, God, my, my, all my dependence is on you. And they have a, and so when, when that thing sticks in them, it sticks in them because they found out for themselves the revelation of who Jesus was. It happened to great men of God. They had the great, great men of God. He has to walk out the process. And I know I used to get really frustrated. Like, man, he's questioning God. How can he do that? Uh, how can he, you know, how can he question the very God? You know, and so, you know, my thing is God had to check me and say, look, he has to learn who I am from his eyes, from his heart. I mean, he believed in Jesus Christ, but he don't like what God does a lot of times. And who likes what God does all the time? You don't understand it, but you come to the place where you trust the process and you say, you know what? My son has to learn how to trust the process. 
And so what, what am I saying? And I went to I went to uh, I went to um, Ephesians six four for a reason because Ephesians six four talks about provoking your children to wrath, right? It says provoking your children to wrath. And the thing is, you you we don't ever want to get to the place where we provoke our children to wrath. And I, I got to be guilty, man. I was I was doing that because I would make them I would go and if it was something that they did, I would let them know I am I am upset. I am mad at you and I want you to know that I'm mad at you, but that's not the heart of God. You discipline them, you keep, you forgive them. And I had to learn to walk in more forgiveness than I ever had to walk in unforgiveness. My my kids are not mean. They're not bad kids, but they're children. They 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 they're growing in, in ways. And you got I got young men that's growing up in my home and and they 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 kick your kid your kids gonna test you. Your kids test you. You know what I'm saying? Your kids does t- do test you, but that makes you a better father because this struggle. You see them struggle, and as long as you're under, uh, 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 long as they're under your roof, and you seeing them grow, you are to walk alongside and be in the struggle with them. I mean, Jesus did it for us. He was dead. Jesus does, does it for us. How much more should we be there for our children? And so, provoking our children to wrath was not a good thing. And in, in James chapter one, verse nineteen and twenty, it says, "Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath." And verse twenty says. Human anger or the wrath of man or human anger, another translation, does not produce the righteousness that, righteousness that God desires. So human anger is not within itself wrong. Righteous indignation is not wrong. Anger becomes a sin when you allow your heart to get so bitter that you walk, that you do something to make that person that you're dealing with to get over and sin. And you're also provoking that person to get off track with their walk with God. And let that sit there for a minute. Anger is not wrong. God wants us to be angry, but we should, the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." And so we're not supposed to be, sin, you know, angry and mad and causing ruckus and causing distractions. You know, anger is supposed to express to us about the injustice that's done to us or the unfairness that's done, right? So I just want us. I just want the the men to get on here to know that children has to see us as children have to see us they have to see the love of the father in us they have to see the very they have to see us exhibit the love of the father they got to see us walk in the grace of god they got to see us have long suffering they got to see us have um you know to you know to have have forgiveness in our heart now my kids have seen me get angry. My kids, my kids have seen me have have seen some imperfections, or they see imperfections. They continue to see imperfections in me because I'm human. But one thing I want them to always see is that dad love the father. He always exhibits the love of the father. That's what Psalm 112 talks about. Psalm 112 talks about uh, he's full of grace. Grace. I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna just quote it. I'm not gonna just quote it. I'm gonna read it right from the word. Psalm 112, which is a powerful, powerful scripture, y'all. Um, I think every man should read this because they, they are Psalm 112 men. It says, he is gracious, full of compassion, and righteous. That's what I desire to be. And that's exhibiting the love of the Father through Jesus. That's what Jesus is talking about. He's, he talked about how you know me 
you know who I am and you know me because I exhibit the love of the Father. And I always want to be to the place where I'm, I'm exhibiting, exhibiting God's love no matter what I'm doing. I'm not perfect, man. I miss it and I make mistakes, but I always want them to see a consistency and always me exhibiting the love of the Father. You know, and so, uh, so, so when you're raising kids, man, you have to raise them to see, to have to raise them with authenticity. I had a great time with my kids. And one thing we, we, we do, man, is we try to protect Fridays or family night for the benefit of, um, try to do that for the benefit of, of, of trying to talk to them about being real about being authentic we let them know that we, we love god we love jesus and we're christians but we also have a human side that still needs to be redeemed you know we're redeemed it need, we need to be sanctified we need to grow we need to still grow we still need to have be crucified i'm gonna say not redeemed we are redeemed by the curse of law but i'm saying it's a part of us that's that, that has to grow in that redemption process or sanctification or or sanctification process it's a part that always grow what what gets me is that when people sit back and say that they have arrived or they 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 walk around with a self-righteous spirit i was just telling my son downstairs is that some people get in these pulpits man they try they try to act like they're so perfect you're not perfect you need the same jesus you need the same grace that i need in order for you to grow in order for you to become a better person and i need all the grace i need you know what i'm saying in order to continue to be a great man a great father a great husband and just a great person all in all in general so i can continue to allow the holy spirit to convict me of, of things i need to do right and, and and continue to also help me to grow in my in my space i'm 48 years old and i'm still growing i have a lot of growing to do and i feel great and i, I got the, the best life possible but i'm gonna say this um um being a father is a gift from God. I love being a father. I love being, it has its highs and lows, but overall, I love being a father. Uh, I was sitting back just thinking about something, and, uh, you know, being a father is sometimes tough. Sometimes you beat yourself up. Sometimes you you you, you feel like, you know, um, and I heard, I, I heard this from a, a book. I read a book uh, from Dave Wilson, Dave and Andy Wilson, called No Perfect Parenting. And one thing he said was, he said, never, ever judge uh, your kid based on their teenage years. Don't base your parenting, base your parenting ability through teenage kids. And also it said this, for all those fathers who still raising up kids in the 20s. One thing it said though, or 30s, you still got a kid you're dealing with, they're dealing with issues. One, The one thing, man, is that always remember that you are enough. Let, let that sit there. Father, you are enough for your son. It don't matter what mistakes you made. It don't, what, it don't matter what, what happened between you and your son. You are enough. Everybody miss it. But the thing is, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive your kid. I had to go through that. I had to forgive my son. I had to, I had to forgive myself. You know, because, um, you know, fatherhood is not for the faint of heart. Unless you surrender your heart to Jesus and you surrender your will to God's will, you will never grow in true fatherhood. You got to grow through fatherhood, right, by allowing the Holy Spirit to make you more of a servant so you can say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm surrendering this fatherhood because God anoints you to be a father. You are anointed. You are handpicked for your son. Yeah, I have my son of the well lock. God, you're still the father to that kid. I'm divorced from the mother. You're still a father to that kid. And respect the mother too. You and your mother might not, you and the wife might not get, you know, your ex-wife or your girlfriend may not be getting along. You still honor her and respect her because that's his mother. 
right and so my thing is you know my thing is you have to get to the place where you make a lot less about you and more of him you know me and my wife we we're talking about we talked about in our last series we talked about the vertical commitment and with the vertical commitment we talk about how our responsibility is focused on god i heard this one brother say this yesterday i had this one brother say this yesterday i had this one brother say this yesterday and um the one thing he said was the one thing he said was he said that uh you know um he was talking about being a father he's talking about being 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 a husband is not always fair you know and uh being a father is not always fair and so with that being said right with that being said right um you got to realize is um you know you got to make it less about you and more about god you know got to make it less about you and more about god and you have to put yourself in a position where right that um put yourself in a position where you are always thinking about how to how to serve your spouse how to serve your uh your 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 person and things of that nature so you know the thing is you're there to serve your families as own to the lord you're there to to be a blessing to your family even if you don't get anything back i was telling telling one of my brothers i was like you know jesus when he served you gotta you gotta do it through the eyes of jesus when you do when you do when you have that heart like in philippians 2 jesus they said jesus was a man of real reputation and he, he made himself into a bond servant, right? And so making himself into a bond servant, he voluntarily gave up his rights, his heavenly rights, in order to be formed as a man. But one thing Jesus did, he always had a servant's heart. And the Bible says in Ephesians, it says, You are the you are the you are the, you just like a husband is a is like just like a husband is uh to the wife, that's how Jesus should, Jesus should be to the church. He washes her through the word of God, through the cleansing of the word of God, and watch this he serves the church jesus serves us through his body right he serves us through his body uh and so when you when you all when you when you always um get yourself in a position where um when you get yourself in a position where you're always thinking it's about you the thing is i my job my wife's job is not to make me happy i don't put i put zero um i put zero expectation on my wife to make me happy now I expect her to be committed to the to the covenant that we put in place, but you know, and that's the that's the covenant side of it. That's we we keep our word and saying, you know, you keep your side of the covenant. But at the end of the day, I want my wife to be content in the Lord first, because I know with her being content in the Lord, she is going to be in a position where praise God that she's going to please me because she's doing it as on to the Lord. So the more of the father she gets from her vertical commitment, the more she'll say, you know what, I'm going to serve my husband. Because one thing, when you don't have the mindset of a servant, what happens is what, what happens is then you, you it's all about you getting rather than you giving let me say that again it's all about you getting rather than you giving you know you'll be a you you, you go from being a goal you, you go from when you're serving you go from being a go-getter to being a go-giver you know so you always got to be in a position of, of, of giving and so that's how i own my my, my, my boys I, I had a good time I looked, I looked at the book of eli with my oldest boy uh and i looked at some other movies with my youngest boy and i spent i take i, I go out, I, I take my girl out on dates but over the weekend we had a good time we just looked at the book of eli we talking we talking theologically we talking about the word we talking about they have to walk out their path they have to walk out um um you you uh you always have to get in a position where uh that you're always serving your family 
you know and so the more you exhibit the love of the father the more that light shines for your kids to say you know what my dad is full of grace and love I can't my I, can't, I don't want my kids to be like me I want them to be like the father so I'm gonna exhibit the love of the father by according to John 14 by allowing God's light to shine through me to shine on my children and so we got to be in a position praise God that um that we, we're serving our kids we serve our, our family and then what happens is when you serve your wife and your kids they take that serving mindset into their into their relationships relationship is all about giving man it's all about giving it's all about growing it's all about you know exhibiting patience it's all about having the, the a heart of love no matter what man and just exhibiting the love of the father you know and i'm big i'm big on serving and being a blessing to people um and i just want to grow and just continue to exhibit the love of the father and i heard uh and then and then exhibiting the love of the father is also being thankful i was uh looking at one of a brother's uh posts and he said this he had he was smiling in the in the, in the camera Oh, he was smiling on you know on instagram i think the thing he said on instagram he said you have to smile sometimes you have to smile to enjoy what's happening to you and i and i, and I flipped it i said sometimes you have to be you have to smile and enjoy the blessings that god has given you sometimes we so focus on the on the on the five percent that we don't have when god has blessed us with all the 95 percent praise god and as a result of that uh so so when you do that praise god you put yourself in a position where you're like god and you and you could you, you increase your capacity to get more because you're focused on on the goodness of god and thanking him for the, the blessing and not focusing on what you don't have because i remember i tell my son the story all the time um uh, being unthankful is equivalent to i remember i was watching this movie it's, it's, it's a movie called the, the aviator right is by um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And one thing he said was, one thing, in Leonardo DiCaprio uh, played Howard Hughes. And Howard Hughes it was a big filmmaker. He, you know, he flew, I think, he, I want to say he, I want to say he flew planes, I'm not really sure, but he was a, he was a filmmaker. He was the richest man, you know, in, in that time. He was doing well, he was in movies, he was making movies, whatever he was doing. But he was very, you know, very successful. You know, very successful. And so, um, when he came into a room he was dealing with the ocd disease and so he came in the room man man hair was always good suits always nice but the thing he kept focusing on he kept focusing on the lint ball on the floor he was talking to somebody and it drove him crazy that the lint ball was on the floor this 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 this, this big room that we're in all these guests all these people that he that he he did films with and he was talking to somebody he was focused on the lint ball lint ball was bothering him man like making him go crazy and the thing is that's how we are with things we 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 so god has blessed us with so much stuff blessed us with a blessed family marriage or just blessed us with a, a, a great life and we focus on the little things that we don't have or the little things that so so when i seen that post i, I looked around my house i looked around i looked at my wife i looked at my kids i looked at my health i looked at I thought about my mom i thought about the you know my job i said i am a blessed man I'm a Psalm 112 man. I'm a blessed. I'm blessed. The Bible says, "Blessed is the man who keep, who who who, uh, who keeps the Lord's commandments." So I'm just saying, focus on in order for you to grow, 
in order, for, in order for you to grow as a man, as a father, think about the goodness of God. The Bible says that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance, meaning a change of mind. So the more you focus on the blessings that God gave you, or just sit back and just say thank you, that increases your capacity to grow. And then it refreshes your heart. And then that in turn teaches you about the love of God and think about how, how much he loves you by blessing you with those things. And then that in turn what? It teaches you how to be a better father because the father is allowing you or blessing you to the place where you're his son, you're, you're positionally your son, your role is a, is a king, and you are walking in his blessings. And what does that do? That refreshes your heart to say, you know what? I want to do the same thing for my kids. I want to have, I want to put, I want to put them in the position to win. Put them in, the, put your kids in the position to always win, man. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm not perfect, man. I'm growing in this thing. And when I get on these podcasts, it's therapy for me, uh, spiritually, because I want to learn how to help my kids win. Discipline is one thing, but causing them to fall and trip and fall and causing them calamity, provoking them to wrath, that's not the way to go. Love your kids where they're at, man. They, that's, God loves them, too. It don't matter how much they make you mad. They, don't make, they, make, they make you want to knock them out, too. <laughs> but... You love them with the love of God, man. They will grow and flourish and blossom into the, the very thing that God has for them. Exhibit the love of the Father, according to John 15. Exhibiting the love of the Father in your <clears throat> with your kids as well as a husband in your marriage. Hey, but time has got up, has, has has caught up with me, man. You go, time flies when you're having a good time in the Lord. But anyway, you be blessed, brothers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And just remember, this is the Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real talk for real men. Signing off. Be blessed.